taking a look at how Canadians um, will at least purchase and most likely use substances over the course of the pandemic. Alcohol and cannabis sales across Canada rose by more than $2.5 billion during the pandemic. A pretty big number. So let's get some insight into what that tells us. We have James McKillop, director of McMaster University's Peter Boris Center for Addictions Research. James, thank you for your time. Appreciate you joining us today. Great to be with you. So um, two and a half billion, uh, it's a big, big number, obviously, but I'm sure billions are spent on certainly alcohol and cannabis in Canada anyway. So how much of an increase is this year over year? That's a great question. So the first thing to be aware of is just how much is spent on alcohol monthly, and that's $2 billion every month. And when we look at the overall pattern over the 16-month period within COVID, the alcohol numbers were $1.6 billion. So it was approaching an additional month's worth of alcohol that was purchased. The much bigger spike was for cannabis, which before the pandemic was... Uh, only around $150 million a month, and is now closer to $350 million a month. Okay, so the details on the study in terms of how these numbers were arrived at, when you talk about $2.6 billion more, so that's year over year or month over month and then totaled up, that, or is that a year over year increase? So it's actually over a 16-month period. We looked at okay. 16 months since uh, March 2020, when the pandemic started, to June of 2021, and we compared that to the previous 16 months starting in November 2018. The findings surprising to you? I mean, all throughout the pandemic, we heard stories about people turning to substances more than they had before, some out of boredom, some to deal with the anxiety. So or were you surprised by what you found in this study? I was. I, I think that what really stood out were two things. The, the first was that after that first month uh, where we saw the big stockpiling spike, The alcohol purchasing was higher, but it really returned pretty much back to normal. It really was only increased by about 5.5% over the 16-month period. The difference, the other thing that surprised me, was the difference with cannabis, where we saw, compared to our estimates, a much larger increase. And that wound up being close to 25% larger over the course of the 16 months. And that's a big increase overall. Um, and you mentioned something interesting there. Did you manage to track it? I know it was over the course of 16 months, but could you see that there was a much larger increase at the beginning, the middle, or the end? Is it starting to level off, or is it staying pretty much the same? We looked at that kind of uh, fine-level detail. And so for alcohol, it was really interesting. You could see a very noticeable spike in sales around that period when we heard a lot in the news about stockpiling. Yeah, And then things started to go back approximately towards normal month after month. For cannabis, we saw a very similar level of initial stockpile, but it didn't really stop there. It continued month after month to be higher than our estimates by quite a lot. Um, and that's what I think was was really interesting to us. Um, what do you anticipate going forward? I mean, like, are we going to see a, a new crop of, a crop of substance abuse in our country that we're going to have to deal with that's been established over the course of the pandemic, or is it too early to tell? It's too early to tell, and we have to be pretty cautious. These data are around sales, so what they tell us is about people buying these okay. products. Don't, they don't really tell us about whether people are using them at high levels or high-risk levels or even developing cannabis use disorder or alcohol use disorder. But they do give us a, uh, a bit of a, a, I wouldn't say red flag so much as yellow flag, to say we should be really paying attention to levels of substance use and thinking about providing resources for people whose habits have changed over the course of the pandemic and maybe showing more probable, more problematic patterns. 
what would that look like in terms of more resources? What should we be taking a look at sort of putting in place as all this comes to fruition? Well, the first thing is always screening. So when people visit their general practitioner, for example, making sure that there's training in place so that people are being asked the right questions. You know, how, what, what's your drinking like? What's your cannabis use like? Is it going above certain thresholds? And then for people who are engaging in these products at problematic levels, are there resources in terms of providing uh, treatment and other interventions that can be helpful? So I think that it's, it's at the level of screening and also treatment. A question about cannabis in particular, because, I mean, it is still relatively new in terms of legal sales. So um, does that sort of weigh into these findings somewhat in terms of maybe it's still just gaining in popularity and more people are, are, are buying it legally than before? I mean, can this all be attributed solely to the pandemic, specifically with cannabis? That's a great question, and it's something that, unfortunately, we can't precisely tease out. But we think that there's definitely a a factor here, that the pandemic, in addition to imposing a lot of stress and boredom on people, may have made people think, well, I'd rather just buy legally online than deal with buying from a dealer or uh, otherwise violating the lockdown orders. So I think that we saw prior to the pandemic a really steep increase as legalization took effect over those pre-pandemic 16 months, but it may very well be that a unintended, essentially favorable consequence of the pandemic would be pushing people away from the quote-unquote black market, the contraband market, and into the legal market, which in general is a good thing. Excellent. Okay. Great insight. Thanks so much, James. Appreciate your time this morning. Great to talk to you. Thank you very much. That is James McKillop, who is director of McMaster University's Peter Boris Center for Addictions Research. And I don't think this is really all that shocking, right? Because if you remember, um, we were talking about the whole uh, amount of substances that were being bought. And a lot of people self-reporting that they were drinking a lot more than they had before the pandemic. You know, I think a lot of people just found themselves stuck at home and alcohol consumption went up for a whole lot of people and we knew that that was going to be uh perhaps perhaps for some people a negative outcome of the way the pandemic affected their behavior